دع الأيام تفعل ما تشاء وطب نفسا إذا حكم القضاء ولا تجزع لحادثة الليالي فما لحوادث الدنيا بقاء السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله اشهد ان محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله All praise is due to Allah The Qawi, the Aziz The one full of might and power He hears the plea of the one in distress And is ever near the one who controls the winds and clouds and sends down the rain and showers. He revealed to us a book in a language that is ever clear. The Lord of the seven heavens and earth, the bestower of light, the one who knows the hour. He is aware of our situation and our needs. He is the Samir and the Basir. Know, dear Muslims, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to be conscious of him when he says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Dear Muslims, 
in a hadith reported in both Imam al-Bukhari Sahih and Imam Muslim Sahih, the highest level of authenticity. Our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded us, Look at those who are less privileged than you. And do not look at those who are at a higher status than you. Because that is more befitting that you do not trivialize Allah's blessings on you. Look at those who are less fortunate than you. Look at those who are more deprived. And don't look at those who are higher up. Don't look at those whom you think have more wealth or more status or more power. Because when you look at those lesser than you, deprived, you will feel thankful and you will appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on you. This hadith, dear Muslims, it teaches us an important aspect of psychology, of Islamic psychology. That we don't compare ourselves with the haves, we compare ourselves with the have-nots. We don't compare ourselves with the elite, we compare ourselves with the poor. We don't compare ourselves with the powerful, we look at those who are meek, those who are oppressed, and then we compare ourselves with them. And this is a rule that we should establish in our lives. This is a rule that we should always be adhering to. And that is that we look at those whom Allah has blessed us to be in safer and more sound situations and circumstances. Because there is no limit to the possessions of this world. There's no limit to the material blessings. And if you continually look up and up and up, then the ladder does not stop. It does not stop. You might think the richest person in the world has reached the heights of the ladder, but it's not just wealth. How about health? How about mental sanity? Sanity. How about marital status? How about a sound household? How about children who love you? If you open this door of comparing blessings, there is no end. And you're always going to see the grass greener on the other side. That's not what we do. We shut that door immediately. We shut that door immediately. We don't look, we don't look at the haves. We look at the have-nots and we compare ourselves with those who do not have the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And this, dear brothers and sisters, this hadith comes in so pertinent and handy in light of all that has happened in the last week. In light of all of the ups and downs and trials and tribulations that all of us have been through, almost all of us, have had to huddle up with our families. No electricity, no warmth. We don't know. The uncertainty is there. We're feeling the cold of this Arctic freeze. The roads are blocked. For some amongst us, even the food supplies dwindled. And we felt an element of fear, an element of uncertainty. And it's at times like this that we need to remind ourselves Alhamdulillahi thumma alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi thumma alhamdulillah. Dear brothers and sisters, Allah has blessed me to visit some of the refugee camps of our Syrian brothers and our Palestinian brothers in the winter, in January of last year. I was actually, one year from, from, uh, ago from now, I was actually in a Syrian refugee camp. And this last week, it reminded me vaguely, vaguely because our circumstances are not the same. It reminded me of what I had seen. But you see, 
There is no actual comparison. We have actual houses, physical houses. We have, alhamdulillah, a period of time of uncertainty. And we know, ilm al-yaqeen, inshaAllah, that within a few days, things are going to be back to normal. There is light at the end of the tunnel. No one amongst us actually starved, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. Even if the food in our own pantry fell short, we had neighbors, we had community. We knew that, inshaAllah ta'ala, something is going to happen. And we also did not have the stress of civil war, the stress of bombs, the stress of armies patrolling outside. When you look at those that are deprived and less fortunate, all of a sudden you feel so blessed and fortunate. Alhamdulillah, what is a few days of inconvenience in light of the years of blessings that Allah has given us? So what if we didn't have electricity for a few days? Every single day we don't even think about the blessings of electricity. That's exactly what our Prophet said. So that you do not trivialize the blessings that Allah has given you. You start taking those blessings for granted. What a blessing it is that we're deprived of electricity just for a few days so that we appreciate the blessings that we have. What a blessing it is that just for a few days, our food supply, it's not taken away, it's pinched. Just for a few days. And all of a sudden, we are awakened to the realities of Allah's blessings surrounding us. If you attempted to count the blessings of Allah, you would not even be able to count them. Subhanallah, dear Muslims, in this last week, you know, we thought that the COVID situation was bad enough. We thought that what more could happen. But subhanAllah, we were tested. And Allah Azza wa Jal gave us the qudra and the power, la hawla billah, to overcome that test. We were tested in ways that nobody could have imagined. This is the Arctic winter that they say the first time in Texas. How many of us, our houses are also, you know, pipes burst and whatnot. And still, alhamdulillah, we are here safe and sound, warm and dry. Our stomachs are full. We made it through. And this shows us as well, dear Muslims, that when Allah puts you through a test, He will give you the means to overcome that test as well. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you and He sends one difficulty down, along with that difficulty, He sends multiple ease. With every usr, there's going to be multiple usrs. And this is the reality of Allah Azza wa Jal's testing, that even in His testing, His rahmah is manifested. And even in His trials, His mercy is indicated. Dear Muslims, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is authentic reported that whenever something happened that he did not like the situation was not in accordance with uh, how he wanted it to go he would say alhamdulillah ala kulli hal Allah is thanked in all situations and when something happened according to what he liked he would say alhamdulillah salihat all praise is due to Allah because it is through his blessings that all good things come uh, to perfection but in both circumstances we say alhamdulillah in both circumstances. Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal and alhamdulillah ladhi bin'imati tatimmu salihat. We always praise Allah. We constantly glorify His magnificence. We never ever complain except to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we always look at the bright side and we compare ourselves with those that are less fortunate so that we appreciate Allah's blessings on all of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless me and you with and through the Quran and may He make us of those
those who his verses they understand and applies halal and haram throughout our lifespan. I ask Allah's forgiveness. You as well ask him for he is the ghafoor and the rahman. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one and the unique. He alone do we worship and it is his aid that we seek. He is the Lord of the oppressed and the one who answers the call of the weak. In Surah Tawbah, verse 51, there is a beautiful verse that I would recommend all of us to memorize. Surah Tawbah, verse 51, is a verse that we should always think about at times of difficulty and at times of calamity. قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا هُوَ مَوْلَانَا وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ قُلْ Say, announce, everybody should announce this in their hearts and upon their tongues. This is a proclamation for the Muslim Ummah. What is that proclamation? لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Nothing shall ever happen to us except whatever Allah has decreed. This is an affirmation of Qadr. This is an affirmation that all that is in this earth is under the mulukiya and the rububiyya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing happens except with His command. That affirmation is then followed by a proclamation. He is our Mawla. Qadr doesn't just come out of the blue. Qadr comes from our Rabb. And who is our Rabb? Our Rabb is our Mawla. And why did Allah choose the name Mawla in this verse? What has the term Mawla got to do with Qadr? Because Mawla means friend and protector. Mawla means the one who will take care of you. Allah is the wali of the believers. So the one who puts us in any situation, who is that one? Is he the one who doesn't like us? Is he the one who wants to punish us? He is our Mawla. How can our Mawla abandon us? How can our Mawla not help us? Whenever something happens, So we affirm the Qadr. We link it to Allah being our Mawla. And then what is the Thamara? What is the fruit? What happens? Once you affirm Qadr and you link it to the wilaya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the automatic result is going to be what? Tawakkul. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Tawakkul. I don't control anything. I don't have the power to do anything. Allah is the Mawla and Allah is in charge. And when Allah is Al-Wali and Allah is Rahman and Rahim, what do I have to worry about? I'll do what I can, but I'll leave the rest to Allah. And Allah is the Mawla. And whatever He has decreed is best. And whatever He has decreed, He will help me overcome it. This is what Iman does. This is the beauty of our faith, dear Muslims. It gives us sanity at times of insanity. It gives us comfort at times of discomfort. It makes sense in a very chaotic world. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings of Iman and Islam. And we thank Allah for having guided us to this, for we would never be guided had it not been for His, guide, for his guidance. And I ask Allah's du'as, say ameen with me. Oh Allah, we ask you as the Rahman and the Rahim. Oh Allah, we ask you that you leave no sin of ours except that you have forgiven it, and no debt of ours except that you have 
repaid it and no debt of ours except that you have forgiven it and no need of ours except that you have fulfilled it. Oh Allah, bless Islam and its people and the Ummah, make it blessed and peaceful and protect it from those who desire for it evil. You are the Qawi and the Aziz. O oh Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you with a command that he began with himself and then he seconded with the angels themselves and then he followed it up with us ourselves. For he says in the Quran, Inna Allah wa malaikatu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayuha alladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa an'im ala abdika rasulika Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ibadallah, inna Allah ta'ala ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'idhi al-qurba wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadakkaroon udhkurullah al-azim yadhkurkum washkuruhu yazid lakum wala dhikrullahi ta'ala akbar wa aqim as-salam يا من أجبت دعاء نوح فانتصر وحملته في فلكك المشحون يا من أحال النار حول خليله روحا وريحانا